Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. Please like, follow, download, and subscribe, and you can throw in a comment so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting and encouraging and inspiring show. My guest today is fabulous sister she cooks she counts like Halle Berry and former president Bill Clinton among her clientele that she served she's an author she's working on a book about her life story she's been featured on the Food Network she is a wife and married to a time Grammy Award nominee saxophonist Gerald Albright the mother of two I'm not done she's a motivational speaker and a cancer survivor who decided to heal herself of course with the help of God and with nutrition food and a change in lifestyle glennis albright welcome to the show thank you thank you thank you for inviting me here oh you're welcome you're welcome always happy to have a, a a sister with a powerful testimony that is bound to shape um help conform give somebody's life a breakthrough Yes, ma'am. I mean, so now, that would be me. That would be you, Miss Glennis Albright. Yes, yes, I'm a walking testimony. That's what I, uh, a living testimony, that's you, what I always say. You made me think about yeah. that song. Remember that song, I Am a Living Testimony. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a leukemia survivor and mm. uh, very glad to be here. Here, my mommy used to always say, well, it's, it's good to be spoken to than about. So to and about. to me. <laughs> okay then so uh let us get started on your story now I'll, before we go forward i will tell you this i do remember you when your husband was signed to warner brothers records is over there because i was part of the artist relations team at one okay. point at warner brothers records with uh mm-hmm. pat shields was over there and ife yes. kiara so i was in the same mm-hmm. department I think, isn't that when they merged? It was like, it was called like Warner Electric Atlantic or something like that. Oh. Joe had signed to Atlantic and in some kind of way, Warner Brothers got in there. But I think their jazz section had merged or something had happened. Something like that. They yeah, were part of the same distribution house. So yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, yeah. getting into your story now that we've done some housekeeping and let folks know how I know you. <laughs> where are you originally from? I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. I'm from New Orleans. I left there when I was 10, but I, I do visit back home. Uh, a lot of my relatives, of course, are scattered due to Katrina, but then some of them did come back. But yeah, I'm originally from New Orleans, and then we moved to Southern California when I was uh, 10 years old, what they call South Central LA. South so Central. I got a little bit of bail in me and a little bit of South Central. <laughs> That's, you know, that... It depends on what mood I'm in, which side you're going to see, right? <laughs> <laughs> so since you're from Nolens, I'm, I'm thinking that, hmm, maybe your folks did some cooking. Is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. My entire family, really, starting from my great-grandmother, I love her, Grandma Tez, all the way up to my children. I mean, that gift was passed down. You know, I didn't intend upon getting into the culinary industry, mm-hmm. but due to my health, uh, it forced me into the field. With all the science background that I had, I went to UCLA. Okay. My major was biology. And with all that chemistry, psychology, biology, epidemiology, all that stuff that I learned, I put all that into one and formed all of my companies to help others. So tell me about your, your companies now. You said you, you're a leukemia survivor. Yes, 
I am. Yes, yeah, I am. It was in 1993 when I was first diagnosed. And by 94, that's when we went into full force with healing. And one of the things that one of my doctors said was, you're going to really have to rely on nutrition to help the, the doctors give your body the strongest body that they can, considering what's going on. And uh, so I go, wow, nutrition. Hmm. Okay. So it just took me back a few years, you know, when I went to school and I just decided to start creating foods that would help in my healing. And, you know, God has given us everything that we need, everything that comes out of the ground organically, you know, mm. he's given to us. And there's a reason for each, for each fruit, vegetable, herb, or spice. And I began to do research during my illness. I had a two-year strong bout with cancer. And during that time, I began to do a lot of research, find out which foods would help with healing as opposed to foods that would inflame leukemia. And some people would ask, well, why did you choose desserts or comfort food? And usually when you're diagnosed with something that is that life-threatening, sugar, salt, all the good things that you like to eat, mm-hmm. the sweets and the pastries, the cookies and the cakes, those things are taken away from you. And I figure, you know, you're already going through something horrific and now you can't eat the way you want to eat. There has to be a better way. So that's when I came up with Just Sweet Enough. And that was my first company where I did cakes, cookies, and little pies. So nothing but desserts. And I put the nutrients into the treat. And that's why it was called Just Sweet Enough. I relied on fruits, mm-hmm. vegetables, herbs, and spices. So you didn't and add any other. So none of the regular sugar, you pull the sweets out of those fruits and vegetables. Yes, I did use sugar. When you add flavor or when you cook using uh, fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices for flavor, you really don't need to add a lot of sugar and salt. Sometimes you don't even have to add the salt because salt is a flavor enhancer. So you only need a little bit anyway. And that's what I figured out. What is the threshold between too sweet and not too sweet? So that's why the company was called Just Sweet Enough. And certain foods that I needed for healing, like uh, foods that were loaded with beta carotene. I needed foods with iron because I needed healthy red blood cells. That's like carrots and what else? You know, sweet potatoes. Okay. You know, back in, and, and I wanted to add that southern flavor to it so that it could attract people to eat it. Because most times when you hear about something being healthy, it's dry, it's bland, it's tasteless. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to turn that around to show everyone that if you eat with the right foods, the right combination of foods, you don't need to add all the sugar and salt, and it can taste delicious. It doesn't have to be bland or dry. So, for instance, sweet potato pound cake was the first treat that I created, and that put me on the map. And, uh, you know, you used the fresh sweet potatoes. That was the main thing. You know, we always eat sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, let me make some sweet potato pound cake. And everybody came in, flopped in for it. A lot of my clients and a lot of my friends who were also going through some sort of life-threatening illness, they were also ordering all of my products. And it forced me to do the research on not only leukemia, but different types of cancer, various types of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Mm. different... But I I just love the way you combined... Weight, you know, that Uh kind of thing. So, you know, any issue that you have, you know, there is a solution to it, and nutrition is a, plays a great, great part in it. And that's what I wanted to, to prove, and that became part of my, my ministry and part of my purpose, really. I like how you said that, how God, He gives us all the things we need, really, to heal. 
yes. ourselves. And you mm-hmm. were able to tap into that with your, your mm-hmm. line of food products. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who are some of the clients that you've had? You have a celebrity clientele and following. I understand that you are even international. Yes, I am. <laughs> I have the pleasure of making for, as you said, Halle Berry, former President Bill Clinton, late great Colin Powell, former President Ronald Reagan. Oh, gosh, let's see. Just about every musician on the planet mm. <laughs> has either been here to our home to eat or I've shipped you know, product to them. Irvin Magic Johnson was my very first client. Uh, he was going through his journey with HIV, and I was going through my journey with leukemia around the same time. So I began to do a lot of research on what he was going through so that I can create treats for him. Because most of us, you know, we do have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that you don't have to have a lot of sugar in order for it to taste good. I mean, most times when we finish a meal, we just want a little something, something. You just know, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a little something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be sweet, sweet, but you want it to be flavorful. So, you know, just think about all the stuff that you can get sweetness from, you know, carrots, sweet potatoes, even broccoli and kale, mm. uh, collard greens. I just did some brownies for a friend of mine who is going through an acute form of leukemia, and he needed a lot of the greens vegetables. So I created these dark chocolate gluten-free brownies that are loaded with collard greens, kale, cauliflower, and carrots. Wow. And broccoli. And you would think, oh God, it tastes so nasty to mix them together. But they don't. You know, that's my job to make it taste good. But I make sure that all of those elements are in there. So that way, every time he takes a bite of that brownie, oh, and I also add fresh raspberries. And that way, he's thinking, oh, I'm eating a nice dark chocolate raspberry brownie when Uh it has all the other things in there. Of course, it's not going to taste exactly like, you know, the regular brownie, but Uh it's going to be close to it. By the time I get done with it, it's going to taste we need those kinds of things you know miss miss glennis we need those kinds of things for the picky eating kids the picky eaters i don't like vegetables i've seen kids eat my foods and (laughs) way afterwards their parents would tell them yeah those little orange things were carrots in there what so yeah i have a way of of, uh, sneaking it in there but then once i get to know the kid i explain to them the importance of it just so they can be educated and empowered about the importance of food, the importance of vegetables and fruits, the importance of the things that they don't really like to eat. You know, once you explain to a child the importance of what it does to the body Mm -hmm. and for the body, you know, they'll love it. It's it's interesting how our people, in particular, I'm I'm talking about African-American people, Mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. plagued with some of the things that that you mentioned, like diabetes and we get high blood pressure and and all of that. And it's simply because we're eating the salt and the sugar mm-hmm. and, and a lot of meat. Yeah, well, that was part of, of our lineage. Things are in our culture. You know, we grew up eating all those things. I know I did growing up in New Orleans. You know, certain things, it's just by habit. It's just part of our culture. And it's hard for us to change. That's what I learned in going through my journey, that my people were, they were the hardest to, to sell to. Because anytime you say lower in sugar, lower in fat, it's delicious. That was my slogan. We didn't want to hear about stuff being lower in sugar. We didn't want to hear about stuff being lower than fat. Because, again, the first thing you think about is, oh, it's going to be dry. It's going to be bland. It's going to taste right. like paper. But <laughs> all I asked was, if you could just give me a chance, just taste it. So a lot of the times I would have testers of everything that I, that I was selling just so they can taste it first. All I was saying was just give me a chance. 
And I promise you, once you eat it, you'll say, hey, oh, okay. And then once you see that, hey, you know, this can help me instead of hurting me, it makes it all that much better. And you are called also the the waffle queen as well as the sweet potato yes, pound cake lady. <laughs> I earned the name through during my um, tenure at UCLA, I would always, girl, as a student, let's just face it, I was poor. <laughs> okay. Poor scholarship, but you had enough money, and I had to work a part-time job, too. You know, you were always trying to make all of, you know, your ends meet, but I love to eat, and I love to cook. So, <laughs> I found that if I made my waffles and my pancakes and my crepes, I could mix it with one other protein, whether it be scrambled eggs and some... Back then, it was called sizzling turkey bacon uh-huh. or, you know, some fried chicken or fried catfish, whatever, depending upon my, my budget would determine what protein I would have with it. But that's how I came up with um, my uh, waffle mix. I started making it for myself and all my friends because I was so poor, I would eat, you know, waffles for breakfast. And then when I came home from school, I had waffles for dinner, too. <laughs> I wasn't ashamed. My friends would come over and they would go, girl, can you whip up some of those waffles? Or can you whip up some of those pancakes, you know, and crazy. After a while, it became my thing where anyone who would come over, whether it was people who were studying with me or my line sisters, because, you know, I pledged Delta Sigma Theta. Okay. Um, it didn't matter. Whoever was coming over, they were, they would ask for those items. And after a while, it just became a regular thing. You know, after college, once I got married, all of my husband's friends, musicians, they would come over and I said, you know, I can, I can cook other things. No, we want some of your waffles. We want some, <laughs> you fry up some chicken with that, you know, or some, some catfish or whatever, or some shrimp. So it just became the big thing. And uh, 43 years later, <laughs> I decided to release release the mix. Everyone kept asking for it. You know, so we're tired of driving all the way to California or, or driving all the way to Colorado to visit with you. Not that they didn't want to come here. Uh, yeah. come to my home to get it. So I said, you know what, let me go on and release it. And we tried it out. Um, I did a cruise, a Dave Cause cruise in 2017. We um, went all the way to uh, Venice, Italy. We did uh, Croatia, Santorini. Um, we were everywhere. And I was serving my waffles on the ship. On the and, ship, uh, wow. On the ship. After a while, they started calling me not only America's Waffle Queen, but the Waffle Queen since I became global. The, the, the okay. Ship, Came back and manufactured the mix and the Cody mix too, the all-purpose Cody mix. Okay. And the rest is history. We hosted pop-up kitchens all around the world. Yes, Glennis's Kitchen, yeah, pops up. So now when I do a cruise or sometime if I'm on the road traveling with my husband, I'll ask, do you need Glennis's Kitchen to be there too? And if they say yes, then my product ends up coming right on the cruise ship in the belly of the ship. Big, huge pallet of my waffle mix and Cody mix will come on the ship. And it is served in the main dining room. Or if I decide to do an actual speech, you know, in class where I'm sharing where the recipe came from, how it came about, I also do that as well. Because you tie in your testimony. I'll pop up again. You know, different hotels. Mm-hmm. They'll change their, let's say, their library or seating area. Put up the big sign, Glennis's Kitchen, and we'll serve it right there. Well, I, I love how you mix that. Uh, you take your food, uh, which is part of your ministry in cooking. Mm-hmm. That's your gift and, and creating this mm-hmm. line of product. And you mix it in with uh, your testimony. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And inspire the audience. that I'm a chef. And mm-hmm. I keep telling them, no, I'm not a chef. I'm a chef of my own kitchen. Okay. I'm not a chef. You know, I was going to school to be um, a neurosurgeon. 
And uh, so that's why I have all the heavy science background. And God took me from one science to another. So from nutrition, from, uh, you know, going to school to be the neuroscience, and know you're mm-hmm. going to be in the area of nutrition. And so being a nutritional therapist has been a wonderful, wonderful part of my journey, just helping people to love food for nutrition. Because, you know, before I used to eat because, you know, you're hungry. Right. But now I eat to live. Eat to live, so not live to yeah, not yeah. live to eat, but eat to live. Yes, we eat to live. <laughs> which, what's yep. your is your favorite, your personal favorite of your dishes? Which one, which one would you say is your personal favorite? And then, what's your your husband and your family's favorite of your dishes that you make? Oh wow, let's see. My absolute favorite would probably be red beans and rice. Mm, I love red beans and rice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My family loves when I cook gumbo. Okay. But I usually do that maybe once or twice a year, you know, during the holidays. It's hard for me to pick out a favorite favorite, though, really, because anytime my husband says, honey, I feel like eating this or that, within an hour I can go in the kitchen and just whip it up. So I'm not trying to brag. It's just, <laughs> it's, that's just part of what I do. It <laughs> is, yeah, and it is, as they say, it is what it is. Let it do what it yeah, do. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. And then I, I taught our two kids. Well, they're adults, uh, Selena and Brandon. They're both excellent cooks, too. But really? They have their own style. They took what I taught them and added their own spin to it, just like I did you know, with my mom's recipes. Okay. Put a little twist to it and, uh, you know, did it my way. So tell me about this. You're working on a book, right? Which is going to yes, talk I'm about your life on three story. Books, oh wow! I signed a uh, publishing deal, three book publishing deal with uh, Life Publishing. My first book just came out. I just shipped out about fifty of them today, and it's the Waffle Queen coloring book, and it's kind of a life story. Shows me as a little baby, and and just walk you through how I, you know, moved from New Orleans to California, from California to Denver, and then you have all pictures of different. Waffle Queens and, and all the different poses and it's, it's full of games and puzzles and things like that. My second book will be an autobiography cookbook. It's already finished, but now we're doing the photo shoots for it. And my third book will be an empowerment book and it's called The Stone Collector. And I'm not collecting stones. <laughs> it's kind of a play on words. It's about all the bad things, the haters that have come into my life, how I collected whatever they said to me or did to me and instead of throwing them back i built an empire that's the way to do it it's like uh that's the christ-like way to do it <laughs> you know you're, you go. you're not going after them you just okay i'm just gonna stay here work my yeah. gift and this is what i'm gonna do to the glory of there god there you go i turned <laughs> whatever they said into something positive you know that is yep. that is such an, an awesome story there. So, Ms. Glennis Albright, yeah. where can people connect with you and find out about your products and, and connect with you on social media? How can they do that? They can go to GlennisKitchen.com. G-L-Y-N-I-S Kitchen.com. They can find me on Facebook, Glennis Kitchen, uh, Twitter, uh with us like Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I'll just plug in my name, Glennis Albright, and I'll pop up there as well. That's Glennis, G L Y N I S A L B R I G H T Albright. Yes, and even if you Google world famous waffle queen, my face will pop up. I did not know that until <laughs> a kid stopped me in the grocery store and said, you're the waffle queen. I just, <laughs> I just Googled world famous waffle queen. And you're the, and your no, you're the waffle queen. I said, oh my gosh. So I didn't even know that. I learned something new every day. 
Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, I saw a picture of uh, John Legend holding up, I guess it was the coloring book. Uh, he was holding up the coding mix. All the coding, coding mix. Oh, all-purpose coding yeah. mix. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, John actually wow. came to our home. He was performing at the Pepsi Center with Sade, and my husband always invite any artist that comes to, to uh, the Denver area, because we live in Castle Rock, about 45 minutes south of Denver. They Mostly they will end up at our home. Basement turns into a restaurant, <laughs> and I have about 12 waffle irons, and man, I plug those suckers in, and we get to getting get fry to get. up all the chicken. See, yeah. you're you going to make these folks out there hungry now, but they can, <laughs> they can go good, uh, go good. online and find that. your find your products. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Glennis Albright. It. It you're welcome. It has been a joy, and I wish you the best and every big thing that God has in store for you. Thank you. Plan to com- continue his purpose. And audience, I want to thank you for joining us today as usual. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting and inspiring show. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Believe me, you will not be sorry and your soul will be happy. Now, if you'd like to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O-O-D-S. Or Instagram at LynnWoods96. Or Facebook or LinkedIn at just Lynn, L-I-N, last name Woods, W-O-O-D-S. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. I'm Lynn Woods. God bless.